The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik, and standing yes. across the studio from yes. the lovely the Sharon. The lovely Sharon. Hello, lovely Sharon. Hi. You're so lovely. How you doing, Joel Mahalik? <laughs> <laughs> I've been better. More on I that later. I you have. Meanwhile, uh, the website to find us on the web... It's www.jmtalk.net, and you can subscribe to the podcast, and why would you not want to? Uh, you can also do some other things there, and gosh, I just realized I haven't updated or checked in on the website in so long, and I feel terrible about that. What? Yeah, I have to get better. Yes. I have to get better, so I'll look into that. Okay. Whew, I can't believe that. I can't believe you just admitted it on the air. Well, you know, listen, <laughs> I, I'm an honest person, and let's be honest. That's also, true. Join us on social media. We're at Facebook at JM Talk and Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So that's how you get a hold of the show. You can also email the show at JoelMaholicRadio at gmail.com. So there's that. There's that. Anyway, Nation, uh, the lovely Sharon and I this past week celebrated 23 years of marriage. Yes. 24 years together, 23 married. And uh, it's funny because we were talking about this a little bit last week, <clears throat> leading up to the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and we were talking about the fact that um, so many people that we that we know uh, are really kind of disgusted, <laughs> you know, to, to put it bluntly, they're kind of disgusted about our how relationship. Well, we work together. Yeah, because how yeah. well we are together. That's right. Yeah. And um, and it. Listen, folks, it's flattering, so thank you very much. But you know, <laughs> it's, and it's, you know what, you know what is amazing about it? It's easy. You know what I mean? We don't have to try hard to fit together. Right? Is it easy do. like Sunday morning? It, well, I don't know about Sunday morning, but it is easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's uh, it, it, it it's been. It, it's 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 a great ride like you said it's easy we we do just fit we complete each other's sentences you know so to a lot of people yes we must seem like you know um jerks you know and <laughs> i don't know about jerks <laughs> but but it's jealousy because they're just jealous that they don't have that like for example last week at work we were on the phone i was in the accounting department and we as we always do when we when we are getting ready to hang up where i love you i love you more and we have this yeah. competition i love yeah. you more i love you infinity i love you yeah and so i got off the phone and you know the guy that was uh close to me where i was standing in the county and he was like ah, you know, he made some sort of under his breath funny comment yeah. he wasn't being rude yeah. or anything but that's what and that's what people do you yeah, know and do. You know, it's, uh, listen i'm sorry if you don't have that yeah, then you got to look inside yourself and figure out how to get that or how to make that work with you what know, you have. I don't, I don't know about all that because about all what? 
what you just don't said. Don't make me raise my voice like a girl. About what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you no, talking about? Because when we met, it was, I don't know, it was weird. It was like. It, it was weird? It was weird. Yes, it was weird to me. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it, I can't explain it. It was just like, wow, I just found someone I've been looking for forever. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And, yeah, like, I knew you all my life, and there he is. Oh, okay, there he is. That's how I felt. Right, and we both had just been, I mean, we, we both were recovering from really bad relationships. Marriages. Marriages, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it did just all fit. And, you know, every year, it's funny, because every year, uh, since being on Facebook, I write something nice on Facebook for yeah, you, yeah. and then I got to remind you sixteen times to check for it because I don't go on Facebook. <laughs> That's horrible, uh, horrible to say, but, but I was one of the first people to sign up for Facebook when you had to have, be in a school and you had to get an invitation from right. someone in that you school. Had to be, you had to be in a college, right? That's when I joined Facebook because I had to do it for school, for a school project, right? Okay. So, Facebook to me is like an old hat, you know? Right. Well, I'm not here to shame, Facebook shame you, right? No, no, just, you uh, but I just want everybody to know why I don't <laughs> go on Facebook. So, to my point, though, I, and synonymous with that every year, I also um, I thank my sister Terry on Facebook because she brought us together. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, seriously, uh, you already know this. It was, a, you know, it was at a, at a time in my life where I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this uh, relationship thing anymore, you know, because I, I had been in such a bad marriage. I know. I was, I was happy but as I was. But then you I met was. me and you were like, you were just, well, the ah. cloud, yeah, yeah, ah, the clouds parted. See, we just did the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the clouds parted. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 and all steak this, sauce in my back pocket. I got to admit. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's been, it doesn't feel like 23 years. It, it doesn't really feel like doesn't. we've been together 24. It you doesn't. Know? And, uh, and, and I analyze time now that I'm older like I never have before. And right. And, and so I'm telling you, as a amateur time analyst. Analyst. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it doesn't feel like 23 years. It's been very great. I look forward to 23 more and 23 more and 23 more. You owe me. I owe you 77, 80, right? No, 80. I, it's, I told you, you you could only have 100 years. Right. So 23 so, minus 100, I think, is like 77. What? Oh, so, my God. Yeah, 77 That's more years. That's awesome. It'll go by like that. Don't worry. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I did want to say happy anniversary, and you know, thank um, you, love. I know we say this to each other all the time, but thank you for saving my life. You know, and but you saved mine, right? See, it's anyway. So we don't <laughs> want to make the show all about mushy mushy, but right, exactly. Um, Let's move on. One of the reasons we were off this past weekend. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed <coughs> the fill-in. It was some old-time Excuse radio uh, designed for M- Memorial Day. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully, you enjoyed that. If you listened, if you didn't, it's always available. Um, as a podcast on all the big podcasting networks as well as the website so um and we went away we went away down to uh, our campsite and um and i'm standing in the studio tonight because i'm afraid to sit down because i pulled out my back and i i you know i hate to admit this i was pulling weeds 
<laughs> I was pulling weeds. But it was the way you But I was laying on the ground. I was probably twisting because I was reaching underneath the camper to yeah, pull them out. Were, so I'm laying yeah. on the hard ground and twisting my body. I get it. You know, and uh, so by Saturday afternoon, I was wrecked the rest of the weekend. And still am. You know, it's a lower yeah. back injury. So, um, yeah. I, you know, I. I never I, thought I'd see the day when you would walk with a cane. <laughs> and I'm using Sharon's cane, yes, <laughs> yeah. to, get, to, yeah. to help support me to get around. But, um, so that's, so that happened. And, um, and it sucks. It, it sucks does. because we're staring down so much stuff we have to do, and now we're, I know. we're, we're also like a, 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 a happy couple of invalids. <laughs> <laughs> but we can still podcast. I'm standing. She's sitting. She's in her easy chair. Yeah. Um, I'm chillaxing. Yeah. I'd like to sit down. But the problem is, you know, I sit down, and I, if I sit down for two minutes, it all stiffens up again. And then I, and then I, I look like I'm dying trying to get up out of a seat. <laughs> I do. You know that. I do. But um So look, let's talk about what's so going what on. so what I was moving on to was um it was weird because I don't think even at the height of summer have I seen so many out of state cars driving around a state where there's a fourteen day mandatory quarantine for out of staters in place. I know. It was just ridiculous. Our, I mean, our, our new neighbors are out of staters down there. I know. Oh, my God. I and know. And it's like, you know, and so I was so frustrated driving down there that every time we were stopped and I got, you know, 16 Pennsylvania vehicles surrounding me, I'm like, make sure all of you do your 14-day mandatory quarantine, please. <laughs> right. Okay, everybody. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. You know, I was about to get out at the red lights and knock on windows. I mean, the state police were doing that, but I wanted to be... Uh, yeah, but fourteen day quarantine, please. Right, but then you do that, and then you get a gun in your face, and then that things just turn ugly quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still, you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. There is a serious problem right now with people <clears throat> taking this virus seriously. People, well, there's a line in the sand. You have the people that are taking it seriously, and the people that think that the that the uh, the recommendations that are uh, the recommendations from the CDC, which has created executive orders by state's governors. Right. They feel like it's impeding on their civil rights. Uh, they're using the Constitution as toilet paper. So there's that line yeah, in the sand now. You, you got people what? on both sides. That's what you got. I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I think I sit on a fence with this. Uh, well, I do too a little bit. Because... I'm going to do what I have to do to protect myself. Right. And my family. Right. And, um, but at the same time, it's been so long and a couple of months is a long time. Yeah. To be cooped up in your house, you know, not able to go anywhere, wear face masks. And then you have the people that say, okay, well, if you're wearing face masks, you're rebreathing your, your CO2. Your carbon back dioxide, your, right. You know, back into your um, body, and so I don't know. I just I don't know. It makes you shake your head. I kind of agree with both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there's enough on both sides to to take credence in. And then, of course, um, the other thing, and I told you this this past weekend, if there's so much information on both sides of the pandemic coming out too, that 
a, it, it, it's like a conspiracy theorist's wet dream right now. I know. Like if you were a conspiracy theorist, you must be having a field day with some of the stuff coming out now, you know? Right. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, fact-checked fake news on Facebook or something. I'm talking about like I read a, a story in the New York News about a $21 million ho- uh, t- hospital they threw together at the cruise terminal that never saw one patient, and then they closed it down and disbanded it because it wasn't used. So but that $21 million could have been used to get ventilators and other things for people in right. the hospital. But I'm looking at that going, well, how did that hospital not see one person, right. but yet they're stacking bodies in trucks, according to other pictures we've seen coming yeah, out of New York. Exactly. I'm just saying, I'm not saying people weren't dying. They were. I'm not saying they weren't putting them in refrigerator trucks to hold them up. I'm not saying anything. I'm right. I believe in that. But how do you have a, how did you spend this much money on a hospital that, that didn't never see one person that was not right. a medical personnel? Right. How does that happen? This is the kind of stuff that fuels conspiracy theories. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. I agree. That's all I'm saying. So, but anyway, so a, a lot of, a lot of people down there. And so sitting on the fence on the part where you're, you want to be concerned for yourself and your family. You look at all these license plates, excuse me, people, I just hit the mic. <clears throat> you look at all these license plates and, you, and, and that, that's what makes me wonder. You go, how can you be so blatant, you know, and, and, and do this knowing they're not on a 14 day quarantine because you see someone arrive on Friday night and they're out shot and you'll see them leave three, four times on Saturday. So they're not quarantining. Exactly. I, you know, that's that's what's irritating. They're not taking Delaware's laws seriously, and it's the, and duplicate that across the other states. Exactly, and that's what drives me crazy. Is you know, you may not like it, you may not like it, and you may not agree with it, but it's the temporary rule of law, right? And I get concerned when people are so adamant about it. I, I gave you a comparison, and I'll throw it out there, maybe. You know the audience may or may not see the comparison. It's like it's like somebody I know who is really into the Second Amendment to the point where if a government official, a senator or representative, says we want to close the loophole so you can't buy a gun at a gun show, and then you have these far right Second Amendment lunatics that go, "You're impeding on my Second Amendment rights," right? Do you buy guns at a gun show? No. Are you are you aware that you can't? Like instead of saying, "Wait a minute," instead of writing a letter and saying, "You know, you really can't do that," so you know, why would you be pushing for something you can't do? Right. And immediately you think they're trampling on your rights. Sort of. So that's my comparison. This is right. a temporary rule law. Obviously, we'll get back to normal. Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't, yeah, because I don't want to hear a new normal. That's one thing I'm tired of hearing. It'll be I the know. new normal. I know. I don't want a new normal. Exactly. I want the old normal. <laughs> but when you don't obey something like this, where, right. it, where it is life or death. Yep. I get concerned about that because they're the kind of people you have to watch out for. Exactly. You know, they're the, they're, they're the people that concern me. You know, they're the people yeah. that I'm, I'm hoping aren't, you know, strapping a rifle on their shoulder and climbing a water tower somewhere. <laughs> you know, when, because you... Absolutely. You don't know. You really don't know. The, right. These people are, you know, consider this to be, I, I've heard it said, they're, they're wiping their ass with the Constitution. Wow. You know, impeding on my rights, uh, my Bill of Rights and this and that. 
you know. Um, but to your point, all we can really do is protect ourselves and hope that we do a good job doing that. Exactly. And protect our family. Right. But if we have to go out to the store, we take our precautions and everything. Mm-hmm. I've, we've said this, Sharon, a hundred thousand times on the show since the pandemic started. Right. This doesn't affect you and I that much because we don't go out a whole lot. And it's funny because someone at work was like, I was telling them that and they're like, I didn't tell them that. I said, you know, I said, we don't really go anywhere. So we don't go out. We don't entertain. We don't really socialize in the sense where we're always going over someone's house. Right. And he says, so this isn't really bothering you. Exactly. Exactly. It's not really affecting us that much at all. Exactly. You know, we're still doing the same stuff, which is basically going out and getting supplies and whatnot. You know, we're comfortable in our own domain. Yeah. And we take the precautions and hope it's the best. Okay. I do have to add something to this thought. I miss going to a store and I miss being able to go to any store I want and go in and go shopping and get what I want, go up, purchase it and leave. I miss that. Right. The only places you can really do that are, you know, the Walmart, Target, you know, those kinds of places. Um, But they're not the stores that I, that I'm like, okay. I want to go in. You know well, what I mean? Well, what do you want? Okay, but listen. It's the... All right. I am the type of person, and you know this, if you tell me I can't do something... I know. You're like a child that way. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. So... Well, I could use that. I know, right? Advantage. So, this is so really killing me. if I tell you you can't do me, something, you'll want to do Because you're it. telling me I can't go in these stores... But I really can't because they're closed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I want them to open so I can go back in. And these are the normals that we're looking for. Uh, Yeah. So So I want the old normal where I can go wherever I want. You know what I mean? I'll still wear my mask. I don't care. But I want to be able to go into my stores. Right. So open up stores. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and um, get something to drink. And when we come back, more of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Also later on on the program, which by the way, I think this is show 96. We are creeping close and fast to, to show 100. 100. Yay. Uh, but later on in the program, another one out of the week and another hero or heroes to honor. Got to awesome. stay tuned and find out okay. about that later on. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com.
Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for coming back with us here on the program. And we have some more things to talk about. I wanted to talk about, um, if I may, if I may, <laughs> if I may have the floor. You may <laughs> have the floor. So while we were, we were away this past weekend, back here at home in Newcastle County, Delaware, there were a handful, if not more, rollover crashes over the holiday weekend. That's ridiculous. Come on right. now. So um, I can't recall. I remember talking about this. I'm sorry. I just kicked the mic this time. You know, standing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember talking on the show probably some time ago. Maybe it was last year. We were doing a lot of talking about drivers and accidents and stuff. I remember there being more rollover crashes than usual over a longer period of time. I'm talking about just in the weekend. Yeah. Now, a rollover crash is usually one of the big reasons for a rollover crash, if nobody knows, I'm going to tell you, is when you're driving at a high rate of speed and then you have to suddenly stop like on a dime or something. And then you end up pivoting the car and rolling it. Exactly. Okay? So... We had a high number of rollover crashes here in this county, and I'm just, I'm just sort of like... WTF. Right. I mean, <laughs> why do you have to drive like a dick? Exactly. One of the theories I'm hearing, and not that any theory should explain this, stop being a dick and drive properly, but one of the things I'm hearing is people are saying, well, with less people on a road... The other people feel entitled to speed since the roads aren't so crowded. I'm sorry. But I don't care if it's post-apocalyptic <laughs> and there's almost no one on the roads. Exactly. Again, this goes back to what we talked about in the first part, rule of law. Yep. And when you don't follow the rule of law, that's, to me, you're a dangerous person. Yep. Obviously, if you're rolling your car and hurting people or killing people, because you can't pay attention to the rule of the road, you're then you're dangerous, you know. And Look, I, I, I joke around and I say, yeah, the speed limit is a suggestion. Bring your mic closer. I didn't oh. want to give instructions out. I'm show, sorry. But. Is that better? <laughs> um, uh, I joke around. I say the speed limit is a suggestion, but I was joking. Right. <laughs> so, right. but still, I mean, y- you have to drive safe. Right, because you want to arrive alive and get to your destination. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because what do you gain from, from being reckless and driving like that and possibly hurting yourself or someone else? What have you gained? What better in, in your current situation, it, it, what is better about being hurt or dead and you haven't reached your destination? You know, that's what I don't understand. Exactly. You know? Um, And it really drives me crazy. It just seems like, you know, my dispatch app just kept going off, dinging all weekend. Rollover crash here. Rollover crash there. And, you know, I'm like, listen, I have a two-hour drive among these people. I will tell you this right now, honestly. Over the past five, six, seven days... Okay, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people in this state, in this county, okay, Uh that have been called very bad, really bad names by me in the confines of my vehicle because (laughs) they're behind the wheels of 2,000 plus pound missiles and driving erratically. 
Exactly. And there's no need for it. And I'm telling you, you can tell that Delaware is opening back up because this morning I saw there's so much more commercial traffic. Okay. You know what I mean? Plumbers, yeah. electricians, flatbeds making deliveries, uh, food trucks going down to the new food distribution. It's open. Right. You can tell right away. It's yep. not as much yep. of a ghost town. And you've got to obey the rules. I feel like this is going to be something to do with the title of this show. <laughs> you know, people that don't follow the rule of law. Right. Drives me crazy. You just stop. Stop being a dick. <laughs> oh my and God. drive problem. But I'm pissed off. I understand. I'm pissed off. So it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. I, I understand that. <laughs> so please, people, do it for do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it for other people's family. Yep. That's all I'm saying. That's all he's saying. Now, I would be remiss if I don't talk about this. I figured out what I was doing there as I was doing it. Anyway, <laughs> so the other day I got home from work. Sharon, you remember this. I remember. And, you know, I get these dings on my phone and the president's, yep. and the president's live. I, I see President Trump live diabetes. That's what I see, okay? Everyone, every, you all know I'm a diabetic. Right. So I'm interested. What's he yep. talking about? So I try to go on there. Now, I could not... There were a couple reasons I, I, that I could not stay on the feed. One, his verbal diarrhea. <laughs> He's just blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. and in those few minutes, I was getting no coherence of what he was discussing. You were watching something pretty important. I didn't want to interfere with that. So I was like, you know what? Shut off. I'll find out later, I'm sure. Well, I found out the next day. <laughs> and apparently what he was talking about was that he has struck a deal with the insulin manufacturers in this country. There's three, by the way. There are three companies that hold all the patent rights to insulin. Talked about this on a different show some time ago. Yep. He struck a deal with them. Okay. To make sure that the three million senior citizens that are on Medicare with diabetes uh, get a flat copay rate, basically a month's worth of insulin for $35. I, amazing. I think that's amazing. I think that's yep. great. I, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. What about everyone else from ages 2 to 102 that can't afford the insulin either? I just, you know, like, I don't, and I said this on Facebook. I did comment on Facebook about it. I said, I don't want to steal their fire. I'm very happy for the senior citizens on Medicare who have diabetes. But they're, this should have been something that's across the board. Yes, I agree. You know, how come I can't get a deal struck? You know what I mean? Exactly. And I'm on three different insulins. Right. And, you know, so, uh, you know, again, I'm not trying to steal the fire, but, and to add, but to add gasoline to that fire, talked about this on the show before, Delaware HB 263, I was really excited about it months ago because it was, Delaware was introducing that bill that a lot of states are doing that says, first of all, you're not going to charge anyone more than a hundred dollar copay for their insulin. Right. So, so that's hopeful. Yeah, I remember that. And each drug company has to offer one generic priced insulin. Oh. Okay, because they hold all the patents. Right. And while while a while a drug is while a, while a bing being, bang. Yeah. <laughs> while a drug is patented, you cannot make generics. 
When a right. drug's patent runs out and nobody renews the patent, then other companies can go, they can get the formulary, they can make their own generic version of it, yep. you know, and have it tested and put it out there. Um, the problem with insulin is, is that these three companies make very little change to it, but they keep renewing the patents, claiming, you know, uh, developmental changes and things like that. Sure, sure. And so th that's how they hold the cards. And But anyway, so Delaware, HB263, which was passed by the House, is now sitting in committee. And the idea behind it when it was introduced was that it would be ready to go and take effect this January 2021. Oh, okay. So I saw this as some potential relief. Because yeah. right now I'm spending 150 to get a month's supply out of another country. Yeah. And so, because I can't pay the $600. So, okay. So I can get it for 100 Right? Cool. Yeah. Or exactly. if someone's offering a generic, maybe I get the generic. Since they're being for, you know, it's a great bill. Right. But it, now it's sitting in committee. And so that right there, I found that out a couple of days before this Trump made this speech. Right. And so that kind of what it, it, it sort of compounded and I was really getting enraged about it because um, it really bothers me, not just with diabetes, but with, with the way pharmaceutical companies and pharmaceutical makers have taken certain life sustaining and life saving drugs and they put Hold such a high hostage. price on it. They hold them hostage. Yes, it, yes, it, it is a hostage crisis. Yeah, it is. And so, going back to the president, uh, it was suggested that he struck this deal. He got the senior vote, helped him out in November. What I don't understand is, because he is a businessman, yeah. and he's the first person, I don't know how the deal worked out, but he's the first person holding that office that came out and said he struck a deal with insulin companies. For this, why didn't you do the whole population? So right. I, I read that maybe it was like, well, let's get this. I get some votes. I look good in November. And the pharmaceuticals can still make a good amount of money on the other part of the business. So it was like a tip for tat type of thing. Yeah. But since they deregulated the healthcare system, I think in the 90s, the pharmaceuticals have gone crazy. This should have been a deal across the board, and they would have carried his ass into the White House in November. No problem. I, I'm not saying he's, I don't think he's going to have a problem this November either. Right. I mean, him or Sleazy Joe, but they would have carried him in. And this isn't politics I'm talking about, just so I you know. I know. I, I gotcha. But imagine, because there's a lot of us with diabetes who are saying, that's great. What an amazing thing. Right. But then we, you know, the other person on the other shoulder is going, what the hell? Yeah, right. Where's mine at? Right. So. Where is my deal? So, I, great job on the administration for doing that. You, you know, uh, you, you got to say that. Absolutely. Uh, especially since he, he does enough bad stuff. But great job by the administration. I'm very happy for the seniors uh, on Medicare. <clears throat> you know, they, they are older. And so. Just like they say during COVID, people were over 60, 65 with diabetes, COVID's worse on. So um, when you put all this together, yep. you know, and you look at that and you go, okay, he's helping to give a better life to those seniors on Medicare. I get it. Yep. Great. Is he going to come back and do it for the rest of us? <laughs> or, you know. Well, let's hope so. 
or what? Yeah. That's Meanwhile, I, I have to run to Canada to get my insulin, yep. which is interesting because we just found out after how many times I order, I never saw this disclosure on a website, and it said that because of the FDA rules, it's illegal for you to order medications outside the United States. And oh, I'm like, shit, it's amazing really? that they had to put that disclaimer because that is big business. India, Mexico, yeah. uh, Canada. Um, wow, I didn't Great know Britain, that. Yeah. big business importing the same stuff, the right. same stuff at a third of the price. Yep. Explain that to me. Because the other countries are not as greedy as the United States. No, because the other countries aren't taking the BS from the pharmaceuticals. Here in the U.S., the pharmaceutical companies go, oh, but we have 25 to 30% administrative costs. Doing what? Doing <laughs> what? Standing up here saying I've got <laughs> exactly. <to> thirty. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so kudos to them. Uh, but at, at a very bare minimum, I'd like to see Delaware get moving on the HB two sixty three. Yeah, uh, that would give me a little more peace of mind going into next year, and um, and some relief. <clears throat> yep. So there's that. And also, I'm really sad because the SpaceX oh. manned, the first SpaceX slash NASA manned mission was scrubbed yesterday due to weather, so... Oh, no, because I was watching that. Well, the good... Well, I uh, really was. I was but watching But there's good it. news, though. It's scheduled now for Saturday, so if, it, go, so if it goes off with Saturday, then... Uh, <coughs> it we'll, had to have been scrubbed at the last minute. It was. We'll be able to watch it. I was, it was watching it. It was questionable, since I get done work at 4.30 the other day, question will be on a 4.33 launch. No, it was a 4.51 launch. Started out as a 4.33. See, okay, I didn't even know they when I was watching it live on ABC, it was a 4.51 launch. Yeah. The lovely Sharon will tell you, I, I, I typically watch everything they launch. Yeah, I know. Because I'm a space nut. I know. And I saw the breaking news headline, so I clicked on it. <laughs> That's me. You, you say breaking news, I don't care what it is. It could be opening of an envelope. I will click on it. Right. <laughs> um, one of the other things that I just want to cover before we finish up this segment is, and the shame of this is, is it's it's all over the place, and this would easily be a hero, honor thy heroes, but we don't have names. It's like identities of this is being hidden, but apparently a dad in Tennessee created a commencement ceremony for his daughter in the driveway in the front yard. For her graduation. Um, a proud father who had a stage podium and some participants dressed in full regalia to honor his daughter, Gabrielle, uh, and her degree from Xavier University of Louisiana. Yeah, I saw that video. You saw that? Okay. Yeah. So uh, the setup caught the attention of a neighbor who shared the event on Instagram, and then it took off from there. So if I had more information about it, this guy could have been... I mean, the pictures I'm seeing are beautiful. Yeah. He did such a yeah, great job. He did. But, you know... That's the, and there's been a lot of this, a lot of innovation during this pandemic. Exactly, a lot of it. And this is just a father's to way, right, to congratulate your child for such a big milestone right. in their life. Right now, uh, so yeah, and and so yeah, he did a fantastic job. So I just want to give a shout out to that story. Also, uh, I understand that in July, the week of July 9th, I think uh, Delaware will start allowing. Uh, graduation ceremonies uh, so outdoor graduation ceremonies with the social distancing in mind and 
and whatnot. So right. um, that's nice that, you know, the seniors will be able to get that done. <clears throat> uh, so that's actually fantastic. And so um, that's good. Uh, just got to push it off a little bit. But we actually, there was a point in time where we didn't think the seniors would even get to do that, which is what sparks, you know, people to do stuff like this. Um, one last thing before we get out of here. Uh, I don't want to get out of here without congratulating our granddaughter who uh, is, uh, I, now I think the first two semesters this year, yeah. she made honor roll. Yep. Well, uh, so we were just notified that she will be receiving an end of the year re, uh, award. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, I had to look at the information again. It's going to be broadcast on YouTube, so it'll be a virtual ceremony. Good. And then they'll mail the certificates out. But so she did so well at something. Wow. Yeah. She's a really good student. Oh, yeah. She's she is smart super as a smart. whip. Yep. And a really good gamer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she's writing uh, books, novels at 13. Yeah. Come on. No, she's nine. What? No, she's Stop 13. making her grow up. She's going to be driving in four years. I know. Me crazy. 13. <laughs> and she's writing books. Yes. In That's fact, amazing. She told me the other night that um, she says, uh, she says, Poppy, I, 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 did I tell you about my new book? I said, new book? I said, did you finish the other four? You know? And she's, no. I said, okay, this is great. This is great. She is I know you're my granddaughter team. because none of my books that I started writing are finished. So this is really good. But she started a new one. Okay. And the background of the book, you know how like people write you know, fictions about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or um, you know, whatever. You know, back. Ark. Wow. Yeah. The game Ark. So the, her, oh. the story she's writing now takes place on Ark. Wow. Which I, you know, listen. That's pretty cool. I'm blown away by all this. Yeah, right. So congratulations to Tara. I am so proud of her. Congratulations, um, baby For that, girl. cannot wait to watch that ceremony and see what you got. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, as you can hear, my voice needs a little bit of a rest, so you're going to take, uh, you're taking off. I am. I guess. Can't go anywhere, but you're taking off to another part of uh, the studio <laughs> house. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so after the break, folks, I'm going to come back. I have a new uh, Honor the Hero segment, new one by the week. And if time permits, and it probably should, one last thing. So, you know, I got to say it. It's time for you to say good night, Sharon. Good night, Sharon. All right, <laughs> folks. We'll be back. I'll be back after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Hello and welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am back and Sharon is off and running and doing her thing. But hey, 
I'm glad that you stayed in because this is the final stretch. It's the third part of the show. It's the, uh, well, we have a lot of different names for it, actually. But this is the part of the show where we get to do our uh, new heroes that we honor. Uh, We also name our weekly Wombat of the Week. And if time permits, we get to something I call one last thing, just the last bit of something before we get out the door. So that's what we got going on right now on this part of the show. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, If you're listening for the first time, you're going to find out how you can actually participate in some of these things that we do during this portion of the program. So uh, stay tuned for that as we go. So we're going to dive right in right now to the Wombat of the Week. And if you want to get involved, this is what it is and this is how you do that. The Wombat of the Week is our celebration of stupid people doing stupid things and winding up in the newspaper. So, very simply put, if you want to be involved in getting a story in that you know about, because uh, there are a lot of localities with local papers that we will never see. So if you know of a stupid person doing a stupid thing and it becoming newsworthy enough to be in the news or on TV, send us the link to that story. Here at the show, you can email it to joelmahalikradio at gmail.com, or you can certainly visit us on Facebook at face, uh, at, at, yeah, visit us at Facebook at Facebook. You can visit us at Facebook at JM Talk. That's how you get there, and you can actually send it to us in a private message, and we will put it in the lineup. So that's how you play along. And uh, I think we have actually two this week, so we'll move right into that. The first one we want to talk about is we want to talk about Timothy Harron and his wife, Letitia, uh, both of Las Vegas, and they were arrested. Well, they were arrested in Las Vegas and charged with stealing $13 million from North Carolina's health care program, the Medicaid program. Yes. So... Um, Timothy made a habit of showing gratitude for his extravagant lifestyle on Instagram. Hashtags like blessed and millionaire mindset frequently accompanied photos of fancy dinners and trips on his private jet with his wife. But as it turns out, that money wasn't a result of God or strong work ethic. It was plain old-fashioned fraud, according to federal prosecutors. The couple were arrested in Las Vegas last Wednesday and charged with stealing $13 million from North Carolina's health care program. Uh, the, the, the couple would allegedly thumb through obituaries, use personal information they uncovered to look up deceased Medicaid status, and retroactively charge the Tar Heel State for fictitious home care services. Um, so, yeah. You know, um, and this is how they got caught. They were posting pictures of, of things they were doing, including an Aston Martin that he bought. Yeah, so maybe you don't post pictures on Instagram of your Aston Martin when you're when you might be under suspicion for stealing from Medicaid. Just a thought. But you know, this represents really the bottom of the barrel. I mean, th- these two are really down there in the muck and the mud at the bottom of the barrel, like that, that stuff that we have to scrape out of the barrel before we can even take a hose to it to clean it. That's where they sit. This is low of the low. You know, because there's all kinds of other charges here I can see coming out. Uh, you know, okay, fr- you know, fraud against the healthcare system, sure. 
okay? But also identity theft. I mean, you know, picking through obituaries, looking for people's personal information and getting what you can to then use it to then defraud the system. I mean, you know, it, times are tough. Times are hard enough. And, and, and for you to have this lavish lifestyle, you know, based solely on the fact that you're frauding the government. Stealing the identities of deceased people, you piece of trash. That's what you are. You're trash. You're lower than trash. You're dirt. You're lower than plankton. And so, because of that, absolutely. Push to the front of the line. You are, you, I mean, I have another Wombat of the Week, but you should, both of you should wear this crown all by yourselves. But as it would be these days, um, I find myself being in disbelief of some of the contributions to the Wombat of the Week. And so we have a second one. This one, very local. I mean, I just really, I you know, I, I hate when news from Delaware, you know, gets out and becomes regional or national news. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a, a, an elderly couple shot dead in a cemetery here. And so that made national, in fact, that made global news. Because by the time I got the story, I, <laughs> I got it from a London news agency. But anyway, so we get a wombat of the week right out of Delaware, okay? And this is about a, a Delaware man who has been arrested after allegedly sexually assaulting multiple ponies at the Newcastle County Carousel Park and Equestrian Center. Now, let me repeat that for you in case you didn't catch the important words in that sentence. Sexually assaulting multiple ponies at the Newcastle County Carousel Park and Equestrian Center. Uh, 31-year-old Michael Rigo. This is uh, this is a, a, maybe a week or a little bit more. But police are saying that about 12.30 a.m. Uh, last Thursday, detectives were surveilling the equestrian center stables as part of an ongoing investigation when they spotted Rigo looking into a pony's stall. According to police, Rigo entered the stall and tied up the pony's rear legs. Uh, police then entered to find Rigo hiding in a corner and arrested him. Authorities say investigation has been ongoing since February after multiple reports of injured ponies at the Newcastle County Carousel Park. The ponies were found injured with their legs tied with cords just above the hooves. Um, so, I um, this could be construed as a pause for effect, or or it could be construed as a, as I'm pausing because. Um, OMFG OMFG I, it, it just never ceases to amaze me what goes on in, in this country and right here in, in our county in our, in, in our county in, you know I mean I'm looking at the mugshot and I don't know. Maybe he can't get a get a girl. I mean, I, I I don't know. But oh my goodness, these poor ponies. Um, I like. I, I'm finding myself at a loss for some commentary about this. Uh, except that um, 
Except that he's definitely wearing the crown for Wombat of the Week. I mean, I just, I, I just don't understand. Uh, and and they've been, I guess he's been doing it for a couple of months because they've been looking for him for for a couple of months. I mean, what in God's name are you doing? Anyway, I don't know what kind of charges and and uh, punishment go with the crime. I, I I really don't know. I really don't know. But um, anyway, so this guy, this guy Rigo, he 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 gets he gets a he should get his own crown. We we'll have to have two two crowns. He can't share crowns this week. He has to have his very own wombat of the week. So remember, folks, I need you to get the stories into me, okay? Um, stupid people doing stupid things. We want to hear about it. We want to put them on the show. Um, so send your stories into us uh, for that. Now, another thing we do each week is we honor new heroes in our Honor Thy Heroes segment. Looking for the people in society that go above and beyond uh, to do great things for their fellow man. And uh, in, in the same manner that you can send us one bite of the week, you can send us stories of your of heroes that you would like to hear uh, honored, uh, especially more so than uh, with the wombats. More so, local papers. We seek people who have regional, local, county newspapers, the weekly newspapers, or something, because that's where you find a lot of these stories. And unfortunately, we don't have a line on on getting a lot of those that information here. So that's why we always put out this announcement that we'd like you to send us these stories and get you involved. But you can send it along the same channels, joelmahalikradio at gmail.com or certainly on Facebook. Send us a private message. Send us links to people doing extraordinary things, going out of their way, above and beyond, however you want to phrase it. And, uh, and this week on the program, I want to talk about... Um, this group called the Detroit Mower Gang. It's a group of volunteer volunteer grass cutters and playground repairmen, <clears throat> and they have a annual mowathon. Um, and what they do is uh, the marathon. The idea behind the marathon is is the volunteer who mows the most grass on Detroit's public playgrounds and parks in a twelve-hour competition. And it's called the Motown Mowdown, which is pretty cool, right? And they get a championship belt, just like the WWF wrestlers do or the boxers or UFC. They got a nice big championship. It's called the Grand Champion of the Motown Mowdown. So um, they're called the Detroit Murray Gang. And um, what happens is about 10 years or so ago, Detroit was close to filing for bankruptcy. And the city announced that of the 300 parks in Detroit, they only had enough funding to care for 72 of them. So that year, um, this 50-year-old guy, Tom Nardone of Birmingham, he started up what would become this group. He went on Craigslist, he found a tractor, and he uh, bought it and took it to a park on 8 Mile Road. He started a Facebook group to see if any of the neighbors around the area would volunteer to help him. And that is what came about as this volunteer group of maintenance men and grass cutters. And so for uh, 
about a decade, they've been mowing the lawns and taking care of the parks in Detroit. You know, and what's really great about this story is uh, this could happen anywhere, and it probably does. This one, you know, uh, came up in the news feed, and we got it. But particularly being Detroit, which the city has been plagued with issues for a long time. And so you look at this, I look at this in a different way because these guys are going above and beyond for a city in need. You know, this is a city where a lot of people have just, you know, put their arms up and have given up on on the city. And then you got this this group of guys you know, who grab their, tra- their tractors and they're maintaining the public parks for the city, volunteering their own time, their own expenses for gas and maintenance and things like that. So people have a place to go. And the playgrounds don't become all abandoned. So according to the news release, the work of the Detroit Murray Gang has allowed the city to slowly catch up on its park workload. In fact, last year they formed a nonprofit called Enemies of Debris and they hosted a trash fishing event where volunteers pulled trash out of the Detroit River with their fishing rods. I I mean, you see that I mean this is what this group is doing. This is amazing stuff. Amazing things happening in an amazing place. An amazingly let's say an amazingly forgotten place. Great things happening. And so we wanted to uh, we wanted to mention, and uh, well, not just mention, but we're honoring these heroes of Detroit. And once again, they're called the Detroit the Detroit Mower Gang. Is that is that what I said? Detroit Mower Gang. Yeah. My news story keeps jumping all over the place. I hate websites anymore. I don't know what happened to websites anymore, but uh, the, 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 they're too busy. I mean, the, the ads are crazy and they're ever-changing, so they keep making your... Anyway, tale for another day. Detroit Murray Gang, honor thy heroes recipient this week. Thanks for doing great stuff out there. Keep up the good work. Keep drawing in more volunteers. Because, you know, that's what community is really about. You know, people coming together and doing things for the good of the community. Remember when that happened all the time? They're making it happen again. And so we thank them and we honor them this week. They are your Honor Thy Heroes recipient. So thank you very much. That is how we do that. Remember, get your submissions in uh, through the email or through the Facebook page. We would love to hear... Um, more recipients, and not just so we have them. Obviously, it's content builder for us. Participation from you. And, uh, like, we just want to know what's going on out there. You know, what people are doing that is amazing. And so, you know, it's a two-way street. So, really quickly, I got a little bit of time left, and I'm going to say it is enough time to go over this real quick thing. One last thing, we call it. One last thing. Um, I found this interesting, something I, uh, I I came across. And one of my favorite movies is No Country for Old Men. And if you haven't seen it, this is a movie that won something like 80-some awards. It's very well done. It, it's a great book, and it's a great movie. And um, the, the main antagonist in it is a psychopath 
named Anton Shiger. Uh, and uh, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but let's just say he's hired. He's a hired gun to track down uh, lost something that somebody lost. And um, so here's what I found interesting. So a group of psychiatrists watched 400 films to find the most realistic psychopath on film. And it turned out to be the character Anton Chigurh, the number one most realistic psychopath. And I fully agree. I think it's interesting that, that they did this kind of study. And I'm not surprised at all at the finding. What I did think was interesting, just a, uh, another mention here, is Hannibal Lecter and Patrick Bateman, Patrick Bateman, uh, well, Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs and that stuff, Red Dragon and all that, and Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, um, both of them very entertaining psychopaths, but they were among the most unrealistic on film. Interesting stuff there. So that is one last thing. I want to thank everybody for joining us on the podcast this week. Remember, you can go to jmtalk.net and you can sign up and subscribe for the podcast on all the major podcast players. You can listen right there online on the player and you can get to our other social media networks from there. Uh, And why would you not? Please stop by. If you like the show, please share it and tell people about it. Maybe write us a review on one of the podcast stations that you listen on. And if you don't like it, let us know. There's plenty of ways to contact us and let us know what your thoughts are. So remember, everybody, please, especially at this time, we have the pan- we have two major things going on. We're trying to get out of this pandemic crisis. And now uh, most major metropolitan areas in the United States are falling victim to um, violent protests and rioting and looting and burning uh for uh god knows what but please everybody please be safe be safe out there be kind to one another okay that's what it's all about be kind to one another i would really like to see that go viral and we'll catch you next time here on the joel mahalik show featuring the lovely sharon have a great week goodbye everybody (laughs) 